Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles, your favorite true crime podcast. I am Donnie, and with me is a man who wants to remind everyone that coasters are for amateur drinkers who want to put their beer down once in a while. It's Dale. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Dale's not sitting a beer down. No. It's like, I got to need one of them cups to keep my drink cold for 12 hours. <laughs> no, yeah. you don't turn it up and go. That's right. <laughs> them things are meant to tote a beer around not to keep it cold for 12 hours exactly right <laughs> what's going on dude you man no you man. not me not me same old same old no like i say i'm just living in your shadow yep <laughs> must be off thin yeah yeah like i said dale don't throw a shadow anymore i'm trying man i'm trying yep yeah i guess it ain't the same old same old we got a hell of a show coming up today i think yeah we do i'm really excited before we get into that you got any good shout outs anybody man, you want to talk about just so happened We have, okay, we have some Apple Podcast five star. Five star, five star. Yes. Check this one out. This is from our uh, our homeboy, Bridge. It says, hi, neighbors. This is, a, my, this is our favorite podcast. We love your banner at the beginnings and episodes as well as the stories. I was excited to learn to, how nearby you are. We live in Mooresboro or. Mooresboro, yeah. if you're from there. Yeah, it's Mooresboro. It's kind of like Cherville. You know, or Rolfton. Yeah, or <laughs> All Far City. <laughs> yeah, Far City. Because, you know, speaking of, let me finish and then I'll tell you. And he says, uh, keep up the great work. The local episodes are always a favorite too, but we're really, you know, they were terrible to, to happen and we agree. But anyway, of course, and then have a nice day. What I was going to say is uh, when I was a kid, I'd always hear people talking about going up to Far City. Far City. And I far didn't City. Know, I didn't know if that meant it was really far away or if it was really hot. Because, you know, if it's really built a fire up there and be yeah, hot. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. I just had to get that out. Anyway, check this one out. We also have, it's not a five-star review, but it's a message that we got the other day. And uh, this is pretty damn cool. This is from her friend Kimberly Walker Strother, right? Strother. I think Strother. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Strother. My apologies. Anyway, it says, hi, with about 15 eyes. Dale and Donnie and a heart. I don't have Apple, but I listen on my Samsung on podcast. I work a second job cleaning, and I was desperate for something to keep me entertained and distracted to clean all these offices up, and I found this one. The first couple of episodes had me worried, and then it, be- then it became to where it's just you two, and I was hooked. I've listened to all the episodes, and I'm almost finally caught up. While I'm elated that I caught up, I'm also devastated. Help. So, and basically, she's run through her whole damn catalog, Donnie. We're going to wow. have to speed up. We're going to have to do something two a week, I guess. <laughs> so basically, she says, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm listening for four and four to five hours straight. I love true crime and love listening to you, honestly. It makes my job less work and more fun. I've wanted to write you guys for a while, so today I did. And happy Father's Day to you both. I can't wait for more episodes. Wow. And, dude, that's what it's all about, right? That's it. Man. That's thank, why we are right here. Thank you. Thank you so much. That, that means the world to us. We really appreciate it. And, uh, man. I just thanks yep uh, i did message her back and i told her we'd give her a shout out oh yeah so that's, we did yeah, we did that's awesome we can hear what help guess yeah we'll give you that too so yeah thank you so much that, that means the world to us and uh that's basically why we're doing this for today like we're making a ton of money nothing because we're not but we have a lot of friends and uh we're meeting great people every day and people like you just make it worth worth doing yeah so we appreciate thanks. it a whole bunch yeah yeah do we want to mention Bobby Mathis? Oh, my bad. Yes. Today we have a special guest coming up. To, so we put out a thing on our uh, our uh, socials asking if anybody had any questions they'd like to drop in on this interview. And we had one person who who uh, stepped up. Yeah, shame on was, y'all for not answering. <laughs> and that was our buddy Bobby Mathis. And, Bobby, we're going to send you something. I don't know what it's going to be. I'll find something. But we'll send you something. And uh, we really appreciate you uh, just stepping up and uh, participating. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And I hope you... Uh, 
Hope you get your question doing. answered in this episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And without further ado. All right, Dale. You remember last week we covered Missy Beavers. I do. She was murdered there in Midlothian, Texas, at the Creekside Baptist Church mm-hmm. before her Camp Gladiator workout. Right. Very mysterious. Yeah. And you remember at the end of the episode, we said we were going to try to reach out to True Crime Broad's podcast. We got to get some experts on this. Yeah. We found these ladies. And I'm going to tell you, man, they have done an in-depth dive into this lady. Yeah, it's awesome. The surrounding her case, the people involved, it's just it just blows my mind the the research they have done. And we had to reach out to them to get them on the show and, and pick their brain and find out what they know and answer some questions that we had going into us learning about Missy Beavers. Correct, yes. Yeah. And so, they have went head over heels and been way beyond just the try to bust butt to get here yeah <laughs> so it was really appreciative and they the word. answered our calling and they agreed to be on our show and we have them on the show tonight dude. we are thrilled so we want to welcome crystal and renee host of true crime broads podcast welcome to the show welcome ladies to the show hey thank you so much for having us on we're excited we are excited to be here thank you so much we appreciate it too yes very much so you guys are right there in ellis county Texas, that right? Um, okay, so I'm Renee, and I uh, I actually live in uh, Waxahachie. I uh, grew up in Red Oak, and um, so I live in Ellis County. Crystal uh, lived in a neighboring city, and now she lives in a different area, but from the area, yes. And how far are you from the church where this took place? About five minutes. Yeah, so wow. even though she's in a different town, that church is five minutes from her house, because those, those small towns just all border each other down there, you know, and one minute you're in one town, then you're driving through another one. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. They're all real close together, all of them. Mm-hmm. So this hit you guys pretty hard when this happened. Yes. Um, me being from that area, but I, I'm about an hour north of there now, but it caught my eye because Missy was my age and her kids, all three of her kids are the same age as my kids. Mm-hmm. And then Renee has an even more personal story. I worked with um, Missy back in 2014. We worked for a company called Vault Denim. And um, I would uh, often, usually about twice a week, go to her house uh, to get inventory because um, we would have like jeans parties and stuff. And um, so I'd go over there all the time and, and visit her. And so, or not visit her, but get the jeans and, uh, you know, do what I had to do. And it was just uh, shocking when I found out that she was killed. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's not only just in your backyard, you actually knew her. So that's even very right. personal, yeah very personal so is this the case that kind of got you guys into true crime or you guys are into true crime before this and just decided it did. To do well, that? we were we were into true crime but we weren't into true crime at quite this level it had never occurred to either one of us to have a podcast or anything until this horrible case happened but after a few years of really diving into this case and trying to figure out what happened to missy who would do something you know how bizarre this is it's just insane she walks into a church to teach a gladiator class and ends up being attacked by someone in tactical gear. I mean, nothing about this makes any sense. So Renee and I met in the Facebook groups that are dedicated to Missy's oh. case. And we started chatting in Messenger and like a lot of people do. But then we took it to the next level and we started meeting for lunch and talking about it. And we saw new people coming into the groups, the Facebook groups. And then we were kind of like, helping them get up to speed on the case if they were new 
And we just finally realized one day after a few years of this is that we have all this information. It would be cool to be able to maybe just share it on some platform where people could just catch up and maybe it would also bring new people into the case that might be interested. And and we really feel like the more people that are listening to it and talking about the case, maybe the right tip will finally come in because it's been over seven years and exactly. we're just ready to we're ready to see some movement on this case well i mean you guys being from right there from that area it's only logical for you to do this case and keep this story alive there in in, in that area yeah we hope so that's our goal we're really really trying to figure out what happened to this poor woman who was just trying to make some extra money for her family you know teaching exercise classes i was going to say the crack of dawn but it was before the crack of dawn it was pitch dark outside yeah. And, yeah. and you know it's just everything creepy it's like a horror movie it was it was raining really hard i mean whoever went into that church they really wanted they really wanted to hurt missy i mean it was it was a very unpleasant morning as far as pouring down rain mm-hmm. and it was still pitch dark at four o'clock in the morning yeah. just a weird it's just weird set of circumstances and we do respect the people that we hear from who think it was a wrong place wrong time um renee and i lean toward it being targeted that mm-hmm. missy was the intended victim but of course there's people who think that she walked in on a robbery and we respect that too but it, it, just from kind of from where i'm sitting and renee we just feel like this person was after her yeah yeah, it's very strange. I don't. I don't really buy the the robbery deal either. That's a whole lot to go through to go in the middle of the night to dress up like that. If you're just going to rob something. I just don't see how that's. Any... Yeah, and I think another clue for us on that is that the perpetrator hangs out for half an hour without really doing any any burglarizing. You know, they're just kind of walking around and whacking on some doors and peeking in some doors and hitting some things with a hammer, but no massive damage was done. So they kind of look like they're killing time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that part before they turn around and face the camera, they're hitting that crowbar with a hammer and they're doing it so gently, Yeah, you know? So I'm like, I just don't feel like they're really trying. And after being in the church, that's actually a utility closet that helps oh, like the toilet door, paper and paper towels. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, there's, they weren't even trying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love the way you described that in your podcast. That cracks me up every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've said it several times. Yeah. Sorry. That's no, your signature move. It is. Yeah, it's it really awesome. is. Let me ask you this, guys. When uh, I watched a couple of YouTube videos, you've done a couple shorts, and there was one video that you had that you were behind the church and you showed the entrance to the rear of the church, and there were some mm-hmm. steps there. You suggested that maybe the perpetrator had parked right up next to the steps to keep from getting wet, maybe pulled up in the yard of the church or, or something. Or to hide a car, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, where those those big trash bins are. That just kind of logically made sense to me. We haven't had that proven, but since it was, you know, 287 is actually a highway. Mm -hmm. It's not a big highway like you'd see in Dallas, but it's a highway and it has through traffic going in it, you know, semis going through there all night. So it's not a dead area. Like uh, sometimes the media, the national news would kind of make it sound like this was desolate. It was out in the middle of nowhere. That's not really true. It's the truth is somewhere in the middle. It's definitely not a big city, but it's definitely not dead. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so, even though it's pouring down rain and everything, I think if somebody saw someone climbing out of a car in full SWAT gear and trying to get into a church, they would have probably reported that. Right. So, 
I get the impression that person probably pulled in around. There's just kind of a big wall thing, if I remember correctly, Renee, mm -hmm. that kind of around the to protect those trash cans or to make them not be so unsightly. I just thought that would be a good place to park because we did get it confirmed that that is the entrance that the perp went in. There was some confusion early on that maybe they entered through the kitchen, but we got that confirmed that they did enter that you know where the steps are and then there's a covering which makes sense because it was pouring down rain right that it's actually kind of large uh, area so they could have actually went up there and changed or did anything because there's quite a bit of room up there yeah, mm -hmm. Good point. and yeah. one of the videos that we do you can see the area kind of in it mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's just so wild to think that somebody it was important enough to someone to hurt Missy that they got dressed up like that in the middle of the night and drove out there and parked and went through all that and broke in the church. It's It still boggles my mind, and we've been talking about this for seven years. Mm -hmm. So do you think that the car at the Sport and Good Place has anything to do with this? <laughs> you know, that's the that's a question that we hear all the time. I'm, I'm on the fence. I think Renee leans toward it being involved. I could definitely see it going either way. Right. Yeah, I think it's involved. Um, the re I mean, I guess because there's never really been any, um, you know, other reports of anything strange like that. I guess it could have been a one-time thing, somebody just pulling through. But it's just mysterious enough uh, a few hours before the murder that I just kind of feel like it's connected. Um, I think they might have went over, broke uh, maybe some glass out of one of the windows and then went over there and kind of sat and waited to see are police going to come? Are they going to show, you know, do, do I hear sirens? And then nothing. And they're like, okay, we're going to move forward with what we're going to do. That's just kind of what I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah you guys are, are, are kind of like Donnie and I. He, he's best. He's definitely on the broke the glass, went down there and hung out. And then I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. It could have been, could have not. You know, it's just, but they were yeah, definitely I acting can, weird I can in the parking lot. definitely see it going either way. Right. right. Is the church, is it really visible from the sporting goods? store i mean how how visible is it from that area is it a quarter mile is it three miles we've we've heard it all it's a half a mile <laughs> okay it's a half a mile and it's caddy corner across the street right and you can see it so after the murder my husband and i went over and we went and parked in the exact same parking spot that that person in the ultima set in mm -hmm. and looked in the rearview mirror looked in the uh, side mirrors and you could see the church like you could see lighting you know you couldn't see the whole thing right. or you could turn around and look and see the church now wow. those trees have grown up and some bushes and things like that so it's a little harder to see but actually in 2016 you could see the church okay. and that would make sense you would you really wouldn't have to see details if you're just waiting to see if yeah, emergency to see, see if, like uh, if a cop yeah. came with lights, lights. and sirens mm -hmm. yeah but mm -hmm. on the flip that but one thing that bothers me about it is they the ultima the nissan ultima was actually facing the wrong direction to be looking at the church so mm -hmm. i guess they would have to be looking through the side view mirror or turning around i mean that's those are kind of a couple of things that and the fact that they intentionally picked a spot that had a light, a street light over it. Right. I thought that was kind of weird because it's, you know, if you're kind of doing something shady, it seems like you wouldn't want to be under a light because it's, I think we all know it's harder to see out of your car when you have light than if it, you know, I don't know. It just seemed odd. Those two things kind of make me hesitate and wonder if it's involved or not. Mm -hmm. Kind of funny because with the lighting, it's harder for people to see in. You, you would think it would be the opposite. Sorry. Have you guys watched... They, who knows if they knew that. Watch that video that... Uh, what's the guy's name? Stoner? Something. Aaron Stoner. That Aaron Stoner did with the breakdown of that parking lot yes. fiasco. What do you think about that? Does he think it's involved, the Nissan Altima? I believe so. 
Yeah, I believe I so because he's tried repeatedly to pick out the letters uh, on the oh, license plate yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. and connect it to somebody. Um, I think, I mean, I think he's put a lot of work into it, and he's done, uh, you know, he, he's he's done really well as far as uh, his trying to figure this out. I think that's commendable. But I, he kind of lost me with the measurements of the nostrils and the eyebrows. That kind of <laughs> threw me off. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of strange because you can't really see yeah. the nose and the eyebrows, obviously. <laughs> That's too small of a detail to me, so I don't know. Yeah, with the slick back hair and this, I'm going, I don't see what this guy's seeing. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, I, he put a lot of work into it, but, yeah, I'm the same way. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I have a picture that I had a phone back then in 2016 and it had this unique feature on it and it would screenshot in, I don't, I don't know how to technically say it, but like extremely fast. Like you could do a video and then you could screenshot and it would just screenshot like a hundred times in one frame. And it wasn't oh, wow. blurry or anything. Yes. Yeah, and it, cool. would, it was really cool. So I somehow got a one good picture of the person in the car and you can tell it's a man. You can tell they have on a hat. You can tell they have on glasses, um, maybe some facial hair, because uh, you can just kind of tell where areas are darker. Um, what else? A watch. They have a watch on, and they have kind of a skinny arm. Wow. So I don't know how I was able to get that, but I did. I didn't share it for years, right, Crystal? Mm -hmm. And finally, we should send it to them. Yeah, yeah. After four years, I finally did. And of course, there's people out there like, oh, that's photoshopped. I don't even know how to photoshop <laughs> anything. <laughs> So you yeah, had like a so. sport mode screenshot phone or something. Yeah. Yeah. Burst. yeah. It's a really good one. It's the best one I've ever seen. And it wasn't because I'm talented. It's just luck. Yeah. Because you had a really cool, um, what's it called? The kind of phones you have? Androids. Yeah. And yeah. Android. Yeah. 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 We're Android people too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yo, you guys actually got to go in, uh, in the church and look around. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. Yes. Tell us about we, that. We happened to be coming back from CrimeCon. It was in uh, Austin that year. It was the summer of 2021. Mm -hmm. And we got up and they were having a few sessions. CrimeCon kind of clears out Saturday night. Everyone flies home. There mm -hmm. were some sessions on Sunday we thought we wanted to go to. But we got up and we just said, you know what? We're ready to head back. And then we realized it's Sunday. Hello. So <laughs> we went and we sort of blended in with the church crowd as the church was getting out because they really don't let people come in there and wander around i mm. think that they probably had an onslaught of that at the beginning and they put an end to it so we just decided if anyone at creekside is listening to this they're probably like those little fritters. but anyway yeah we did we went and just kind of slipped in and walked around and it was amazing to us. I think the biggest takeaway was how small that church is. It looks so big on the survey. Really? It really oh, does. Yes, it does. We it were shocked. Small. You can walk that entire four halls, and I say four halls, it's just like a square, um, in less than five minutes, maybe mm -hmm. even three. Yeah. It was very short. The way those oh, wow. surveillance cameras are up in the corners looking down, it makes it look so big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were shocked at how much smaller it was. Yeah, tiny hmm. compared to what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. And y'all looked at some of the doors that the perpetrator... We did a little bit of a measurement. Yes, tell us um, about that. When y'all yes. done some measurements. Yeah, we, we did a little bit of a measurement. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, at the, the what is that door called, Crystal? The, the Dutch door. The Dutch door. Um, and compared my height, because I'm five, two and a half, um, to that door, and then, of course, the person that you see on the, the surveillance. And, um, and it hit me about the same 
mm-hmm. as it did that person. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, depending on how their body is, you know, because some people are long torso, short legs, right. and then some people are long leg, short torso. So assuming that their proportions are similar to Renee's, that person's probably on the shorter side of the height range that they've been giving. Um, but hard to tell because they could be built differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it struck them right at the belly, then that's might be taller or shorter than you. Who knows? Right. Yeah, but yeah, the way smart. that door opened, it hit Renee at the same spot that it hit the perpetrator. Wow. So I think you guys are divided on whether it's a man or a woman. Am I right? You know, no, Renee they're 98%. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty sure we think it's a woman. Okay. Um, just because we, after years of looking at it, I, I wasn't there at the beginning. I used to think it was a guy. Okay. But as time wears on and as our shows wore on, I changed my mind. And the way the person is walking looks kind of feminine to us. And some of their maneuvers that they make look feminine. Um, some of their gestures, like kind of lightly tapping the wall when they walk down that hallway. Um, there's especially one that Renee always points out <laughs> is when they are trying to, or messing with that one door and they're getting various tools out of their vest to mess with that door. They kind of pop their hip and he or she pops the hip out. And I, we just don't see men standing that way. Do you stand that way? Either one of you, Dale mm, or Donnie? No. No, you we, don't pop out. We your would head. say oh, calling see, it like def- a knocking it out of gear kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually tried to get my husband and my daughter's boyfriend at the time to do that, and it was so funny. We laughed till we couldn't <laughs> breathe because they were trying to do that and, and they couldn't even make it. They couldn't even pretend like they were trying to make them pop. They were like, I don't know, they couldn't do it. It was yeah. hilarious. And and that that perpetrator definitely has a hip pop there. Oh yeah. Hmm. And so there's just a few things and also the height range. Now there are plenty of guys that are close to 5 feet, but just statistically it's more likely a woman in that height range. Mm-hmm. Right. Um oh. so we we've kind of landed on woman. Okay, saying that, yeah. we go back to the photo you caught and you said somebody with the glasses and the hat and maybe facial hair. So does that make you think maybe that car was not involved? He's talking about the Ultima. Right, right, right. I'm sorry. Your picture that you got. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing him. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that in my mind, I think it's actually two different people. Because <laughs> I right. think it's a man in the car. Because their their seat's kind of far back, and and I I what I see I don't know that anybody could convince me it's not a man because it looks, I mean it doesn't even look like figures and splotches and pixels and all that. It looks plainly like a man with a hat on and glasses and walks okay. the whole nine yards. Yeah, I agree. So I think it's two different people. The person we see in the church and the person in the car is two different people. Do you think it's possible there's two different people at the church? Possibly, yeah. One stayed in the car and the other one in. Right. I, 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 I see me and, and me and Crystal don't think, see the same on this, you know, which is fine. But I see two different things in the church. I see two different boots. I see two different like the one part where they walk around the corner and they they kind of like um, I think their foot kind of like sticks to the floor and it kind of squeaks. You know, mm-hmm. I think that person has on chinny shoes and it's the UA, right? Mm-hmm. And in the other ones, you can clearly see it more looks looks more like a police boot mm-hmm. type, you know, mm. uh, shoe or whatever. So to me, and their their pants fall differently and everything. So that's I see something different. You know, yeah, that, I think Renee and I are pretty much in agreement down the line. Except she's more convinced on the car being involved than I am. I'm about fifty fifty. She's probably what eighty twenty. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just seeing one person, and I think that those surveillance cameras were low quality, and I'm just think 
I think you can chalk that up to distortion, but Renee's seeing two different people. So right. those are probably the only differences. Everything else. Yeah, we're pretty much the same. Yeah, everything we're else. Talking, but that's, you've been on the two-person thing a long time. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. you were saying that when I met you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, really, if you think about it, that would be a great way to do it if you dress the yeah. same, you know, if you were in similar right. similar size. Wow. Yeah, police have never said that there was more than one perp that we're working, looking for because they would release the video and say, if you know anyone who walks like this that could, you know, blah, blah, blah. They've never said we're looking for two people, but then again, they may not have known or they could just be doing that to throw us off. Yeah. But, yeah, they never have said that there's two people. The police haven't. Right. Hmm. Speaking of video, now, we watched the YouTube um, thing, and the guy was saying that he had heard from uh, Brandon. Is that that's his name, right? Yeah, from, that's Missy's yeah, husband. Right, and heard from him that there was definitely no video of the attack. Have you heard different? Right. Or no? That's that, what we've heard, too. Okay. And um, those cameras are motion-activated, but our understanding is that they are placed around the entrances just to protect the church, for I guess, from people coming in or whatever. So, I, we th- you know, Missy was killed off camera. I think the big question is, did the perpetrator have the sophistication to know that they were pulling her into an area that was off camera? <laughs> right. Or was that just luck? You know, we don't know that, but... You, that's our understanding too. You do see um, Missy on the camera, but in order to protect her family, the police made the decision not to release any of the video with Missy in it. I get but it. When yeah, it but when it does come time where she's attacked, apparently that's off camera. Yeah, because they mentioned later that um, the uh, perpetrator is seen leaving the same way they come in. So it tells us that the murder actually happened somewhere off camera like she said maybe in a room or something and then they left and went back out the same way they came in have you guys seen any more video than everybody else so i mean because you've talked to fbi the police you've talked to so many people have you seen anything other than what they've released no we haven't um we we know that the forensic podiatrist that um, asked if he could he he contacted Midlothian police and said may I work this case I helped in another murder case and helped to get a conviction based on someone's gate so he came forward and helped the investigation out and he describes in a couple of his interviews parts of the video that the public has not seen and the way he described it was you see Missy coming in and she comes walking in a few steps and then you see her jerk her head so she, he said that she obviously heard something and mm. that's really, really eerie because... Yeah, it gave me cold chills. We, yeah, we don't know if she heard like a shoe squeaking on the floor or if that person called out to her. We don't know what she heard, but um, she. we also heard that from one of the family members that, that had talked to the police about the video as well. They confirmed that as well, that you see Missy turn her head not long after she comes in. Mm. So wow. some there was some kind of noise. That's, that gave me cold chills just thinking about that. Yeah. And the, me the, too. The sheer terror that, that came over her after that. Yes. Yeah. It, it was um, thinking you're by think, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about what she went through. I mean, I, I had a, at the time, I had a hallway that went down to my bedroom and it was really long. And every time I was there by myself, I would really be really super paranoid and looking around, you know, because it's scary. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's terrifying to think about what she's going through. Oh. And I think that, you know, her guard was down. She had done that many times. Yeah. She had unloaded her truck and gone in, flipped on the lights, you know, gotten everything set up. And All that right. morning it was pouring. So she was probably going to spend more time inside than normal. Yeah. 
and I think she had an agreement with the church where they were her campers were allowed to use the restrooms that were just inside that door. So, you know, she was just probably business as usual setting up, and then that horrible person was waiting for her. Oh yeah, I'm sure she was. You know, really focused on getting stuff done because you know it's getting time to everybody get going, and she's trying to get unloaded and get it going, and then come in the door, and you don't expect anything, and like wow. You know what's one of the craziest parts of this to me is we found out there were two women who would routinely come in. And by routinely, I mean at this point it was every week. They would come in and they would start their um, their workouts at 4.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Now, the class started at 5, but there was two women who liked to come at 4.30. And what happened was that morning, because of the pouring down rain, one of the women just said, I'm not going. This weather is horrible because it's an outdoor workout. Yeah. You know, I get it. Yeah, yeah. and she was just like not happening. So she rolls back over and goes back to bed. The other woman that goes at four thirty had a flat tire. And by the time her son came and rescued her and switched the tires, she didn't get there till five. What really <clears throat> just boggles my mind is what would have happened if they would have gotten there at their normal 425, whatever time, would they have seen the perpetrator driving away? Would they have potentially interrupted this? Would they have gotten killed too? Could they have stopped it from happening to Missy? You know, all those things run through your mind. I think the perpetrator probably didn't have that level of detail that they probably didn't realize she had two people that came at 430. Because that was just a verbal agreement between them. You know what I mean? And I talked to the head of Camp Gladiator for that region, and she told us that, um, you know, Missy would be setting up for her regular class at five, and those two women would start working out while she was still setting up. And she would spot them and go, hey, good job. Make sure you lift your, you know, leg up a little higher there so you don't get hurt. You know, that kind of stuff. And But she would be setting up. So it's just really crazy to think that that morning, coincidentally, they both didn't go. Okay, so you bring up something that I heard today. I actually listened to another one of your guys' podcasts because what really got me and Donnie, we were talking about, you know, like whatever, when he saw her or he saw, well, the perpetrator or whatever, and then they went into the room or whatever. It was said that there was another video of her running out and then them coming after her or whatever. And we can never figure out how her being in such a great shape, whoever this person was, could, could take her down. Even if she got a little bit of separation, she should have been able to get away. So today I was you listening know, to your podcast, I, and I'm sorry, but uh, they said she was shot. Yes. And yes, that was yes. something we d- I did not know till t- today. And yes, I was like, Unfortunately, Ooh. we are 99.999% sure that she was shot. And um, wow. the, we always, early on, we always wondered why the ATF came out. Because they were out there day after, they were there Wednesday. The murder was early Monday. And we were like, why is the ATF there? They had dogs sniffing and everything around the right. church. And now it makes sense because we got some intel on the fact that she was shot. So, and, um, yeah. Yeah, so knowing that, that's a big a big equalizer for even if even if the, the one-legged man thing was true. But also right. it would be, even if she had three people there, if he had a gun, it would be a whole different story. Right, that's true. Because everybody else is just thinking he has a hammer, you know, or he. Sh- I keep saying he, but I guess I should say they, them, or whatever. But because we I do the we same have, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just. But uh, yeah, because that's what kept blowing my mind. I'm like, because this person is just waddling around, you know, such la 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 la, and she's in such a good shape. If she got right. any separation at all, she should be able to just bolt and get away. But right. And then when I heard that today, I was like, holy cow! That really, you know, that that changes everything. 
Yeah, yeah and our, our understanding is when she did try to um, get some separation, that's when she got shot. Right. Because hmm. somebody yeah. said, you know, someone maybe threw the hammer. I'm like, come on. I mean, it's not Batman, you know. We've heard that. I heard you say that on the show. Yeah. And we actually had heard that before, too, on mm-hmm. the Internet. Someone who said they had seen the video. We haven't had that confirmed, but that's interesting that you heard it, too. Yeah. Of course, when there's a, a high-profile case like this, a lot of stuff gets passed around on the Internet. So. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, we have we've actually heard that too. We've heard hammer and the base. Wow. Well, and that would make sense because it was confirmed in the CSI report that she was found surrounded by broken glass. Mm-hmm. But there was also apparently a kind of like those sofa tables, those long skinny tables. Um, there was one with a glass top apparently that was broken in the struggle, so the glass could have been from that glass. Yeah, top. and it was right. never specified what type of glass, right? Right. Mm. Right. Correct. Yeah, wow. they just said they they just said they found her with bro- broken glass all around her. Right. So, the first camper got there about what time? You think five o'clock? No, there was interestingly there was a new guy who was going to start, and he was going to be a part of that five that four thirty group, but he had never been there before. That was his first day, if you can believe this. Oh, and when shit. this happened. And he knew Missy. He actually um, manages a local coffee stop, a shop. And mm-hmm. he was coming in after being recruited by Missy. And um, he was supposed to be there at 4.30, but I think he was running, ran a little bit late according to the timelines that we've seen. He, he pulled up at 4.30. And he was just so confused because Missy's truck was wide open under the awning. He couldn't get in um, the door for some reason. And he couldn't get Missy to answer her phone. She wasn't answering texts or phone calls. So he was just waiting out there. I think he went back to his car. We heard mm-hmm. different accounts of whether he waited under the awning or in his car. And um, But here, this part really breaks my heart, too, is Missy had texted the two 430 women, those ladies that go early. Mm-hmm. She contacted them the night before and said, hey, I don't want you to be freaked out. The, the guy that's going to – there's a guy coming for the first time tomorrow morning, and he's also going to come at 430, and he's a really big guy. Just don't worry if he gets there before I do. He's fine. Wow. So it just kind of make, it makes me really sad to think she was concerned about their safety and yeah. their, you know. Didn't want them to freak out and, and what happened, yeah. And, and be worried and then what happened to her. And that's how they originally, or it ended up getting in the church, or he did, or everybody, was the one that had the flat tire ended up getting there at five. And, and then they got in and then they found her. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. How much of a dark cloud does this have over Ellis County? in that area today huge really um people people still talk about yeah people talk about it all the time um you know you can't you really can't find anybody and i'll you can't find anybody in that town that doesn't know about it um Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact my daughter and me went to a lady's house who was selling some really pretty plants and we were just chatting with her and sure enough she ended up talking about true crime and we started talking about the case and she knew all about it Mm -hmm. she was you know you just can't find people that don't know about it and that aren't freaked out by it of course have their own opinions and you know so forth yeah and and it also there's people who are still scared because you know even if you think it's targeted you're still thinking there is a crazy person on the loose because i mean just because they thought missy had wronged them in some way doesn't mean they couldn't think that about somebody else because it's so crazy what they did I mean, there's a murderer yeah. on the loose, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. a homicidal maniac. I mean, it's just 
a crazy person, obviously, just from watching the video. And it's chilling how, you know, like you guys described how she was just the, I mean, he or she was just kind of meandering around and messing with things. And then to think they just jumped into full murder mode when Missy arrived. Right. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Seems like a total psychopath. Yeah. What do you think about the gate of the perpetrator? The Do you buy the one-legged this is, story? This is one of my favorite uh, parts to discuss. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, you know, the thing about it is, I think, and of course I don't know, and this is just my opinion, but I feel like um, I have put on my husband's boots many times to go out and check the mail because he would leave them by the door. He worked construction electrician for years. Um, and when I put them on, I couldn't walk like I normally walk with them on. My foot would turn out um, because they were heavy. Right. So I feel like that's what this person is doing. They're, they're trying to make themselves look bigger than they are. Um, so they have on boots that are too big. I maybe even stuffed some something in their clothes to make them look like they're bigger, you know, like a bigger, broader like man. Um, and I feel like, unfortunately, and the police didn't know, so I don't blame them because that's, you know, you think what you see is what you see. But I don't think the gate is going to help solve this because I feel like the gate is caused by boots that are too big. Yeah. And even if the person does have an odd gait, it's probably not exactly that gait that you're seeing because we do both really believe that this is a woman wearing men's shoes or boots. Well, and if they knew the cameras were there, because they're walking around kind of like they, I mean, I don't know if it it really looks like they've been there many times, but they kind of knew her wearing, and and maybe they'd walked around enough, they already knew the, like you said, the three minute walk. But Mm -hmm. yeah, but I don't know. It's just, were they faking it? You know, I mean, it would be really smart if they were, because I I would like to see the video, not necessarily the, of the act that happened, but of them leaving. Were they Me running? Too. Was they going fast? Was so they walking bad. the same? I always say that because you know they're going to have a different. They're going to be walking more purposefully after the right. murder to get the heck out of there. Yeah, right, right. So it's like I was that telling Donnie be. on that movie, uh, the, uh, Usual Suspects or whatever. The whole time that what the main character that I think Kevin Spacey played, he had that, that weird limp the whole time, and then at the very mm-hmm. end he leaves and he just puts his foot straight and walks right off, and they're like, "Wow!" So I'm like, "Wow!" Right. Were they really just trying to fool everybody if it, if they knew that the cameras were there, which would have been right. very smart. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, man. This is I great. I love this. You guys are awesome. Yeah, we're learning so much stuff. Cause I listened, I mean, I've, I've been to some more episodes of you guys today, and you interviewed a lot of people and a lot of different people on this case. Uh, you interviewed, yeah. um, I think, A.J. Tucker twice. Right. Yeah. What, yes. what was your uh, feel on A.J.? What did you, you well, guys... You know, his wife has been probably one of the number one suspects that gets talked about on social media and the Facebook groups. And there's people to this day that still swear that she did it. Um, Our understanding is from um, talking to someone who knows is that they were cleared. Um, But they were questioned quite a bit. And AJ seems sincere when he talked to us about off off the air about how he just can't even understand how they got involved in this. And it was just the craziest thing and all that. But, um, you know, we, we tiptoed around him, though, because we didn't want to make him feel bad. So we had him on to talk about it, which is relevant to our show about, mm-hmm. you know, self-defense. And so oh, yeah. the second time we the second time we had him on, he did talk about the case. Some, and he just seems genuine. Now, who knows? We could all be wrong. Of course, I'm always ready to be wrong. But I'm just saying that, like, our impression of him was that he was being honest. And we talked to him quite a bit off the air. And. He really just seemed completely flabbergasted that it went as far as it did. But um, 
it was also posted on social media early on that somebody had called in a tip apparently on his wife and that's how this whole thing got started and he had pictures on his social media of stuff that kind of looks like tactical gear but he used it in self-defense spar you know sparring gear i guess you call it right. and um and so people just kind of the imaginations i think went wild from that mm -hmm. and then a couple of people called in tips and so the police were doing their due diligence we don't know if they had anything else on them that's just our take on it of course um but then the fbi apparently did go by and pick up their trash and aj had posted on facebook hey we had something really weird happen in our neighborhood. Be on the lookout. Somebody pulled up in a um, unmarked, what was it? Black like, charger. It something. was something that sounded like an unmarked car. And he said they came and they took our trash and took off. And then later he came back. He goes, never mind, guys. I, f I found out what it was. Yeah. And he goes, and he said, it's unbelievable. And I can't talk about it right now. But I, I don't know. He didn't realize, I guess, that it was undercover police taking their trash. But it, apparently they found nothing, and they did end up interviewing them quite a bit. So to answer your question, what my feeling is on him, I think he's has nothing to do with this. He was actually teaching a class at the exact no. same time as Missy across the other side of Midlothian. So honestly, it would physically have been impossible for him to be there because he was setting up his own Camp Gladiator class. And... It was his first day to teach for Camp Gladiator. That is right. He, he said he was telling us that when he was at the end of his class, he said somebody came racing in from Camp Gladiator and said, "What? are you okay? We're just coming to check on you. Are you okay? He said, of course I'm okay. I'm right here. What's going on? And they said, well, Missy Beavers, who he already knew, he said Missy Beavers was murdered setting up her class, and he said he was just mind blown. Yeah. I, I'm shocked at the people, um, and, and, and again, you know, I, I understand that, you know, it's hard speculating and so forth, but there have been people recently that have um, decided that they think AJ did it uh, in Reddit and Facebook and Twitter all over the place. You see these comments and I, it's just physically impossible for him to have done that. He would have had to have driven from his home in Mansfield to Midlothian uh, and then switched vehicles, switched clothes and then get to his class by five. That's impossible. So, yeah. 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 So, just a just a question that's kind of off topic, but not really. But when you say set up for these camp gladiator things, have you ever seen a class that we know? What are you all in, is involved in set up? Because that's said a lot. She was setting up. He was setting up. Right, right. Well, they do have equipment, and I don't know exactly what. I think I know that the night before uh, Missy was killed, there was a couple of ladies commented on her post and said, "Hey, can you bring me some weights?" You know, they didn't have any of their own. So, um, but she also set up other things. She had fire hoses that she used from the fire department, and she had all kinds of equipment. I just can't think right she now. She had what an it was. amp, a table. Oh, her and iPad. She had yeah. her iPad to check and people then, in. Yeah, so people would check in, and I think maybe like a chair. I don't know. Just, but it was just the. I think it was the same thing every time. There mm -hmm. is a picture um, that we have posted where she set up at the convention center, mm -hmm. and all of her stuff was there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So and then also the the woman in charge of that uh, area for Camp, Gladi Camp Gladiator, Missy's boss, she told us that they're actually required to show up 45 minutes before the class or there an, hour? an hour. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's some time period before the class they're required to be there. And, of course, and, you know, she said we know that most of them don't do it, especially on the super early morning ones. They might not get there quite that early, but... They're supposed to be there an hour early. I believe that's what she said. I'll have to go back and look at my notes. But oh. um, but Missy got there at 4.18, and her class was at 5. So mm -hmm. she didn't miss it by much. But yeah. apparently that was their rule, the Camp Gladiator rules, that they had to be there that early. 
And then she probably would have been had the weather been a little better. It was probably a right, little right, rough yeah. drive. Four yeah. o'clock on a rainy, yeah. Uh, so, so that makes day. a little more sense to me because it's basically, I'm thinking I have no idea what these classes are. It's at and watch one. So it's not like they're all getting together and just kind of doing workout aerobic looking stuff. So they're using tools and props and stuff like that. Yeah. So like I said, yeah. so that makes a lot more sense, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure she had her mind on that. That's a lot right, of stuff to unpack, right? right? Yeah. And we, I, it's just so commendable to be up at that hour doing anything yeah. productive. But but also to be up at that hour in the pouring down rain, setting up an exercise class to help other people get in shape. That's just so amazing. Well, yes. her slogan was, if it's raining, we're still training. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she posted that the night before. She said, well, come on, we're gladiators. And then the meme, that's right. And um, yeah, she made it clear that she was still going to be there. So if, if this perpetrator was watching her social media, it was set to public. Right. And they would have known she's still going to be there. Who could have targeted Missy? Because, you know, I hate to touch on certain things. And was there any talk of Missy or Brandon having extramarital affairs or anything? Was, I mean, anything well, like that going on? The police actually announced that pretty early on. They had it on all the search warrant affidavits, which were released to the media. And so, of course, the media is going to take that and run with it. What's better than a story yeah. about a murder with something that salacious like affairs? Um, they also uncovered that they were having financial problems. Um, Missy's husband um, quite often will chime in and say that's untrue. They weren't having financial problems, but the police must have detected something in their communications where they're talking about money. So whether or not that's true, um, we don't know, but um, apparently there were affairs. We don't know to what extent. We don't know which one of them for sure was doing that. We've got some intel on that, but, you know, of course that's always probably one of the main motives, you know, yeah. besides money. I just didn't know how much is in the rumor mill down there about that if anybody talk I mean, I'm, I'm sure people talk about it and put their own yeah. twist and spin on it right right you know mostly missy gets talked about which is sad because she's yeah. not here to defend herself exactly so she's the one that the 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 rumors about the affairs get pinned on but we've heard it could have gone both ways we really don't have any information on what brandon's situation was it's never been discussed openly but there have been talks, and um, there was times that there are search warrant affidavits that point to her talking to certain guys, but yeah. we don't know to what extent. They were saying there was flirtatious and familiar conversations. Well, that could be taken any different way. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Is, that, is that sexting, or is that like, hey, what's going on? You look good in your outfit today. Can't wait to see you at the gym, you know. Yeah. We don't know to what or on the continuum what that is so that's just the way the police worded it well i guess everybody's just trying to find a reason why they would be targeted you know and it's like if, if you spice that's it up so a little true. bit with that that makes sense to people if you know just a little bit of a mention of it then they right yeah i the, think that it's important um to uh explore all you know avenues on this um and of course nobody cares what she, you know missy did she didn't deserve to be killed and right. and I, we just you know everybody i'm sure feels this way that it doesn't matter what avenue it takes you on just explore it and figure it out let's yeah. get this person brought to justice you know yeah let me ask you this how often do the authorities uh communicate with the public on this case i mean i know it's been several years now do they make Never. an announcement <laughs> every year every year on the anniversary or or no nothing really 
They quit doing that three years ago. Uh, they did talk a little bit to one of the reporters uh, two years ago. That's true. Carl Smith, the chief yeah. of police, had to a little. Rebecca Lopez. He did a little blurb with mm-hmm. her. That's right. But that it wasn't really a statement. It was just answering a few questions. Uh, but yeah, they haven't actually approached the public since. 2020. Well, and they used to have a guy named Kevin Johnson that was sort of the media liaison. And when he left, he was also the assistant police chief, mm-hmm. I believe. When he left, they never really had anyone fill that role of keeping the media updated. And I don't, that was probably intentional because they seem like they don't really want media involvement. So that's just our guess. But yeah, when after Kevin Johnson left the force, there has not been that person that's updating the media. Hmm. Right. Do you think if... Uh, They've uh, released some more of the video that it would maybe help some to get some more of this perpetrator's video out there. Because I know there's, yes. there's there's a ton of more footage of this perpetrator yeah. out there. Well, well, we've heard that that perpetrator was dancing around in there for 28 minutes. And I realize that those cameras are motion activated, so we probably don't have 28 whole minutes of the perp. But if they really do have they, – they mentioned it in that very, very first press conference that happened the day she was killed – they said, Midlothian Police, Captain Spann said, we do have um, footage of the perp going down a long hallway after the murder, presumably to leave the way they came in. So that would be, like you said, that would be super useful to see that. And then our understanding, though, is that the other footage they have is more at a distance and they felt like it wouldn't be as useful. We've heard that. Uh, the police haven't made an official statement on that, mm. but that's just things that we've heard from reliable sources is that the rest of the videos, they released what was the most helpful, but we still want to see the perp going down that hallway. Yes. We have um, obtained uh, or asked for uh, records different times about uh, tips that have came in through the, the course of, you know, getting the billboard and things like that. And every time something like this would happen or, you know, it would always increase tips would increase yeah so i feel like if they were to release a portion of that it would just do the same thing it would bring more people in they would get reinterested in the case they would you know start thinking about it again uh and maybe hopefully get somebody with the courage to come forward and you know tell what they know because they police have stated several times they do believe that this case will be solved with the help of the public so yeah, well they are to help us out a little bit Right. Yes. And and Kevin Johnson, the man I was talking about that used to be the media liaison at the police, his his line that he used all the time was, we're looking for that vital piece of evidence. There's that one piece that they're missing. There's one thing that's vital that they're sure that if the public would call it in, that they could solve it. Yeah. I think that if they would realize, and I'm, I mean, maybe they do, but if they, you know, would think about it, given that little piece, even just even, you know, 10 seconds would just, you know, regenerate people calling back in again and, yeah. and and that's what they want so i think it would be beneficial in my opinion yeah because they have that one video where it's, right, it's almost above the door where they came in and he's like it just comes open you can walk in i'm like just give me that going out i mean something right oh, right yeah right just, whenever they have the weird box in their hand yeah, yeah a little white box yeah. yeah 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 that's where you see the the in my opinion the police boots uh, if you look down at their feet, they look totally different than what you see when they're going across the floor towards that split door. To mm-hmm. me, the boots look totally different there. They look literally like what you see a policeman wearing, you know, mm-hmm. the dark black or whatever. On our on our Instagram page, and we'll send you these pictures, or if you just, or if you, I don't know if you've seen them on our Instagram, but 
if one of somebody that Renee knows actually just zoomed in on the perpetrator's feet in the church and you can actually see, and this is just a regular person zooming in probably on an iPhone. This isn't anything fancy, but you can see the Under Armour emblem. You know how it's got the U and then the A under it? Yeah. Um, you can see that on the perpetrator's shoes. And that's so interesting because that is what a lot of police wear for their uniform shoes or mm-hmm. Under Armour, either the tactical boots or the regular, like we call them tennis shoes in Texas, but right. athletic shoes. We call them tennis um, shoes. We call too. Tennis. Or, oh, you do? Or, yeah. Y'all say it right. <laughs> well, we might even leave the S off and it'd be like tennis shoes, you know. Tennis shoes. There you go. Tennis <laughs> shoes. And, uh, that's perfect. My sister actually did that. She did it from oh. an Android phone. I don't know. She has the case. She's really good. She's the one that changed the lighting also on the car picture that I have. Oh. And it helped to me to be able to see different things. Mm-hmm. But that's the only changes. There's never been any actual changes to the picture. Yeah. Just the lighting. Just yeah. the lighting. Yeah. Just, well, sometimes when you lighten something up, you yes. can really see it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's just, cool. While we're sitting here but talking, yeah, I just we, Googled. We think they're wearing underarm shoes. Under Armour tactical boots with a zipper, and they do make them. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, with the logo on the heel. Hmm. So, if this person was um, had some contact with police, uh, someone in their family or a close friend that was a a police officer, then that would make sense. If they could get the rest of that gear, they could certainly grab their Under Armour shoes. Right, for sure. Right. So. Of all the people that you guys have talked to, is there anybody do, that you've talked to that just gave you some kind of, that just made your, your jaw drop? Did you ever get yeah. anything like that and go, holy? Yeah, you know, we've had so many people come forward and talk about one particular person that after a while, you just kind of go, wait a minute, maybe this person might be the perpetrator. Because we had people from totally different walks of life come forward, like people who don't know one another and they don't run in the same circles would, were coming to us and saying, hey, we think this person did it. Mm. And it was the same, the name matched. It was the same person. Mm. And that person was also talked about early on in the Facebook group. So that's another thing to consider. And that person also sent us a message. <laughs> yeah, tell us about <laughs> this. Famous. Yeah. Message. Yeah. Tell this us. was in. This was in February 2021. We had never mentioned this person on the air. And no, no one had mentioned her on our show. We're talking zero mention of her. And she sent us a Facebook message on our True Crime Broads Messenger that said, Stop stalking me. And we've said, we've honestly never stalked anyone. <laughs> that not. was just <laughs> silly. We were like, what? Well, <laughs> and, and, and my mother had recently passed away. I really wasn't in the headspace of even thinking about this and I remember walking through my house and I saw a notification I looked at my phone and it was her and she said stop stalking me so I immediately called Renee and and uh, we were just like wow what does that mean you know why is she worried about us you know it's just kind of interesting yeah because it was she had never been talked about and then she quickly blocked us Oh. I know. I was hoping that we could chat with her, but we did tell the police about that because that could have some significance to the case, of course. So mm-hmm. we'd let them know. Excuse yeah. me while I run and bolt my door. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we felt. <laughs> well, no kidding. How comfortable are you, go out, you ladies, uh, and maybe the, the police have actually talked to the perpetrator and interviewed them at one time? Do you think it's possible? I think so. Yeah. They they interviewed a lot of people early on, and if this person ends up being the one, she was interviewed back then in 2016. Yeah, and so were a lot of her acquaintances. So we don't really know um, where they stand with her today. Um, we've seen some uh, 
public records that would suggest they looked at her again later. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what's going on. The police have been incredibly tight-lipped in this case. Um, of course, they need to be because yeah. they can't give away what they have. But, I mean, they're not even saying, hey, we're getting close to an arrest. Everyone, it's cool. Or, I mean, they're giving zero hints. They could be – we don't know if they're totally lost or if they're about to arrest someone tomorrow. <laughs> right? We just don't know. Yeah. Was this person – involved with camp gladiator in any way that you know of or her her very best friend attended missy's classes oh yeah she would have had very uh very good information on how classes work where they hold them at you know how it works as far as start to finish she would have had that information because her best friend attended and was friends with missy Mm. yeah there's that connection and it's just kind of weird. It's very hard, though, to break down the motive and try to figure that out. But, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, is there ever a good reason to kill someone, especially right. in this bizarre manner? So the person might just be off kilter, and that might be the answer. That's hard to think about because we, I think those of us that aren't murderous want to know why would someone do that? Yeah, right. We want it to be a reason. Yeah, we need a motive, but... Yeah. Your good reason and their good reason is totally different. Yes. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Right. yes. Mm. Wow. Crazy. You keep giving me chills. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. yeah you, you definitely hit the nail on the head when you said uh, jaws drop because we definitely, <laughs> if we would have been on video, it would have oh, yeah. We were like, whoa. Uh, that was we definitely didn't a. That, we didn't know, you know. That definitely turned our day around. But um, yeah, it was interesting to say the least for her to say stop stalking me because we just couldn't even imagine where that was coming from unless she was hearing our episodes and inserting herself into them somehow because we'd never used her name and never at that point in time no one had talked about her on our show yet right never it happened way later and then once we started that with that first initial episode where someone named her uh, it was a domino effect other people started contacting us and saying, hey, I just wanted to set the record straight on XYZ. Can I come on? And we're like, yeah. yeah. And then the next time it was the same thing. So, But even though they wanted to set the record straight on what that guy still, said, they still thought it was her. Mm-hmm. They were just saying, we disagree with these little details that yeah. are here. So, yeah, we, we just kind of wanted to interview everyone. We asked the police to please interview these people. And they were coming to us and saying, look, the police are not contacting us. And they were wanting to talk. So after several months, we just decided to go ahead and interview them and hope for the best. And yes. let's define several months by 10. <laughs> wow. Crazy. I was trying to be nice. Yeah. I'm not the right. <laughs> but yeah, so we just thought, well, we'll give a platform. What the heck, you know, and um, we're not saying we're. We know they're right or wrong. We have no idea who killed Missy Beavers, and we're as confused as anyone else. But it was nice to kind of try finally hear from people who thought they might have it figured out and had their own what they thought were good reasons to think that. But I think what really got me is what I said earlier. There was people coming to us that didn't know each other, but they had come to the same conclusion. I thought that was big. Hmm. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, that's that's very big. And them being this tight-lipped, you know, they could really have somebody – in their in their sights and just don't have enough to do anything oh yeah probably so i just i wish that people would come forward and we hear all the time um you know hey i'm i'm afraid to call in uh or i don't want to get involved or whatever but hey you know look at this or whatever and we try to tell people please know that you can remain anonymous and there's nobody going to know your name they Mm -hmm. they legally can't uh if you do the the anonymous right yeah 
But we do wish that somebody would come forward because we know there's somebody out there. Somebody knows something. Yeah. yeah. You ladies started a billboard. Tell us about that. That started, uh, we started our podcast in February of 2020. And the billboard went up in September of 2020. Um, we just wanted a way to, you know, get, uh, you know, obviously with podcasts, you get to reach a lot of people. But we wanted another way to reach the public and we felt like a billboard would do it. We exactly. reached out to our listeners, and they were excited. They were like, let's do it. So within a short time, we funded it and put it up. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, didn't you say, your, I think I heard in one of your episodes that Crime Stoppers took it over and was helped funding they it? They did. Yes. Yeah, that's wow. right. Yeah, that changed in May of 2020. Was it 2022? Yeah, 2020. I don't know why I got confused on that. May of 2022, they, we, uh, our listeners paid for the artwork for the new billboard, and Crime Stoppers took it over, and now they have it in Midlothian. Wow, that was a game changer there, wasn't it? Right. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was really good. I mean, it's the biggest easy, case. Easier, in, easier for you. Renee was the one because she's local down in Ellis County doing all the coordinating for the billboard, and it got to be really hard. So yeah, I'm really, was. I'm really glad that Crime Stoppers took that over, get that off your shoulders. That was a lot, but we had so many generous listeners from all over the country, all over the world, actually, mm-hmm. that would donate to the Missy's billboard that was there locally in Ellis County. That was really, really nice. Yeah, it really showed how much people care. Yeah, it was really, it really smart really of you guys because you know you can reach people around the world doing this but right there in town it's like if, it, if it's anything like here now this case is a lot bigger than what i mean we've had some local stuff but you know we have people we're friends with that had no idea we did a podcast but uh i mean yeah, putting that yeah. sign in town i mean that's something that's really going to get attention right people there in the heart of it yeah. right yeah and we asked about um what the statistics were you know because we wanted to make sure we want we didn't want to take you know or have people donating and it wasn't doing anything but every time, um, it, that, especially around different times of the year, but it would, you know, it would definitely spark, you know, interest and people would call in tips and stuff. So yeah, we didn't, were happy. didn't Crime Stoppers say that tripled their uh, mm-hmm. tips on the Missy Beavers case awesome. when yes. it went up? Yeah, Amazing. we were really excited about that because, and also every once in a while, most people knew it was unsolved, but every once in a while we would meet people from Ellis County and they'd go, wait a minute, that case isn't solved yet? Yes. I mean, they just... They had no idea. Yeah, they'd kind of forgotten about it over time and then couldn't believe it was still not solved. So it was nice to jog people's memories and have that up just in case the right person saw it. Hmm. It had some little tip, you yeah, know. Probably everybody loved it except for Creekside Church. Yeah. What did you say? I said probably everybody loved the, seeing the billboard except for Creekside Church. Do you think, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. I mean, because that's just. Yeah, a, we do yeah. feel for them. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yes. Such a bad thing. Yeah, it is a bad thing. Yeah, I kind of yes. wish you guys would go back out there and do a longer video than those shorts around the church and stuff. That yeah, we'll thing. have to do that. And I have it, some pictures. Uh, I have some pictures and I have some uh, video, but it's, you know. Yeah, we should go up there and do some video. Yeah, you should go yeah. back to the sporting goods store and do the whole deal. I, that would be awesome. Right. That would yeah. be. You mean because, the whole drive? Yeah, every, yeah, everything. Because, like, around here. I actually, uh, I I actually have one, don't I? Oh, yeah, yeah, did you put that? Well, I don't think we have it on a YouTube show. I mean, we should add it. Yeah, yeah, I have a video where I left the, uh, my husband drove and I videoed from the uh, SWFA to the church or from the church to SWFA, something like that. Right. Yeah, because yeah. we, around here locally, there's a case of uh, a missing girl, Aisha Degree, and we would listen to podcasts on that and people would have, you know, everything was 
not really as it is so we did a video just to go and show like look this is how far it actually is this is the woods that everybody because they would say you know it's like really thick woods and like look it's not really like that so it really helps for yeah. people who are not right there in town to actually see like you said that the church is really small and to us it looked like a really huge church it did so yeah i think yeah. that would be really cool yeah. You know, there's a part of the of uh, surveillance footage from SWFA where the car is driving around. And I'm just, since you mentioned this, I wanted to point this out. And there's a part where the vehicle turns their lights off and then on and then off yes. again. And everybody's like, ooh, they're signaling somebody. I mean, I guess it's possible that they are, but I will tell you, they're at the back of SWFA facing the opposite direction. So they're not signaling anybody at the church. Right. Uh, you know? Yeah, I guess. So point. that's kind of what you're talking about. You know, people don't know that because they're not over there seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, we should yeah. get over there and do some more video. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Because I, when I realized that, the way they were facing, they were facing mm-hmm. the complete wrong direction. So. And SWFA is the name of the gun store, the sporting goods kind of slash gun store where that's the parking lot that they were looping around. And it's kind of weird to think if that is the perpetrator or if that's someone connected to the perpetrator. It seems really strange that you would pick. I mean, everyone knows that gun stores have amazing surveillance. <laughs> Right. You know, yeah, yeah. Kind of strange place to hang out before a murder. True. It, and isn't it really weird? And we we come across this not a lot, but more than you would think that how on this certain night the, the damn surveillance cameras are not working in the parking lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That, that yes, makes me so mad. And we used to think it was surveillance cameras plural, but we found out later from people who work at the church that it's actually they only had one outdoor camera mm. and it happened to be malfunctioning and. We wondered if maybe we used to wonder years ago, like, well, I wonder if the perpetrator, you know, disabled it, you know, but apparently it just wasn't working. Mm. And that was something that happened periodically and they just hadn't gotten. So so do you think there's a chance that whoever's in the car dropped off whoever by the church and then went to the gun store? I don't know. No, because it was a different time. I wouldn't think so. Because it was a, it was two hours earlier. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. he, I think he meant like to test it. Oh, well, well uh, is there proof that there was an actually a car? parked outside say that again do we actually know that there was a car parked outside where they went in the door i'm just no. thinking maybe somebody if, well of, go ahead police did say that there was a car seen in the distance oh, but it was right. so far away that they couldn't they said we don't even want to try to make out what kind of car because it's so far in the yeah. distance you can't see it that's so right kevin, there was a car kevin johnson early on that media liaison i talked about kevin johnson early on released to the media there in a couple of articles that were locally um was it WFAA or something? Mm-hmm. Some local um, couple of news channels. And he said that that there was a car seen parked off in the distance, but he wasn't even comfortable. They weren't comfortable guessing the make or the model. It was that. Or even the color. color. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't tell. Uh-huh. So um, we do think the perp went in a car simply because, you know, it was such a horrible rainy time right, at the right. time of the murder. They would it would be impossible to walk there or ride a motorcycle without just being a total mess. But, you know, it's possible they got dropped off, but. Yeah. I was just trying to find a way to tie it together. That would make sense. And yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The, the, the Ultima circling that uh, parking lot was around two something Mm AM. And then the murder was at four 20 ish. So, you know, it's quite a bit of, you know, kind of far apart in time. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to touch on one thing, if you don't mind. No, touch Go right ahead. 
Um, I know that a lot of people uh, always uh, will say, oh, it was the father-in-law. He walked just like the perpetrator. And we did a couple of episodes on it. Um, you know, he, he wasn't out of town uh, while, you know, while this was going on. He didn't even live in town, number one. And number two, it was proven that he was out of town in or out of state in California. Yeah. Well, I tried to say he was in Oceanside, California. Yeah, he was in California, and um, you know, he wasn't able. He had a uh, condition, and I know y'all tried to pronounce it ankling spondylosis or something like that. Yeah. I would have to read that's it. As, I don't know. That's, that's as close as I can get. I think Very it's ankling good. spondylosis, and uh, he couldn't jerk his head up like the perp did when they opened that split door. Uh-huh. So I wanted to touch on that because there's always oh that's that's probably the people who aren't following the case very closely but see a couple media things mm-hmm. those are the people that really think it's the father-in-law right right we yeah. hear that more than anything honestly mm. yeah well they had gone to talk to the media when the bloody shirt got delivered to the local dry cleaners right. and then the dry cleaner lady heard that his last name was Beavers so she gets on the phone to the police and says we've got. Somebody with the last name of Beavers here dropping off a bloody shirt. You need to come figure this out. You right. know. So they did, and they did their due diligence. And, of course, it, it did end up being that it was dog blood. It was a true story that they had told, but they had to check it out. But they wanted to get ahead of that story. So Missy's husband and dad, you know, her father-in-law, they went and talked to the media and had a little press conference at Midlothian Police Department. And when Randy Beavers, the dad, turned around, he kind of waddled away on camera a lot like the perpetrator walks so mm-hmm. i really don't blame people for thinking oh, right i bet he did it i bet yeah. they were in on it together so um none of the evidence points to that especially with him being thousands of miles away but you know that's that's a really big rumor yeah 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 it's been proven that um randy wasn't even in town yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't real smart he to was do, in drop a, off a He was in shirt. a camper. Yeah, he was in a camper with his wife in Oceanside, California, and they were they were uh, retired and traveled a lot. Yeah. That's where they were. Yeah. So how confident are you ladies thinking this case is going to be solved? Well, <laughs> I think it will be eventually. Yeah. Um I just don't know when or how or any of that stuff but we are hopeful we haven't given up even though it's it's tempting after this length of time mm-hmm. but I, sure. I think that um it will be solved i think that's what helps to keep us going um uh, helps us to keep encouraging people to come forward and i do hope that the person that it uh, knows something hears this and and will come forward and get the you know the um, courage to do that because yeah. i really think that i really think it'll be solved well, you guys surely are towing the line for this. I, I tell you, you've yeah. done a hell of a lot of work. I mean, your body of work speaks for itself. It's amazing to me. Yeah, we well, wanted to do this you. case because we have a big listenership from Texas. It's crazy the, oh. the number of downloads we get from Texas for some reason. Awesome. Yeah, and we felt like, well, you know, we need to do this and then reach out to you ladies to get you on here to just to do our part to help keep the story going, keep it alive, and just – Keep it out there. Yeah, and you know, yeah, so we really appreciate Yeah, that. we're so happy you asked us to be on, and your show is fantastic. Well, thank you very and, much. Um, yeah, we'll be sharing uh, sharing your show on our Facebook and on our social media everywhere, Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're doing a great job. We loved your show. It's so entertaining. <laughs> well, thank, <laughs> well, thank you very you. <laughs> much. We try to make it well-rounded. We, you know, we try to make it light, but we, stu- we yeah. do hit on the, the, the crime part of it, and we try mm-hmm. to 
we don't use the whole back a lot, but we also don't really go crazy either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. And make it respectful for the victims you and the families, too. Yeah, and I want to ask you right. something that we always get asked. How did you get your name, your show name? Yeah. Well, they're broads and they're... <laughs> yeah, I know, I but a lot, of, a lot of people would hear true crime broads and they'd be going, oh, you know, especially today when people so woke oh, oh oh i was wondering where you got your podcast name i misunderstood what you said because you guys are so like clean and fun and there's nothing about a crack house comes to mind when i listen to <laughs> where did you get your name uh well when i this donnie when i started the podcast the guy that i'd started with um the girl i was dating it was her son-in-law and he lived in a house that was pretty run down you know, okay. and, and we used to joke around with him. Hey, let's go back to the crack house and hang out for a while. <laughs> you know, and okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and we just joked around with it, so we just got we just called That's the place hilarious. he lived the crack house. You actually, know? the house oh, on the yeah, logo, right. the, the old mean, house think, on the I logo. I think it has something to do with before, like you know, the first fifteen episodes. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Well, our name our name came from uh, me and Crystal were talking about doing the podcast, and we were trying to pick a name. And I had come up uh, on a uh, name generator, and uh, <laughs> it popped up and said "Broads of True Crime," and I was reading her reading uh, well, it to her. And then she goes, she was going down a list, you know, just reading them, and I was like, "Oh, nah, that's boring, nah." And then she goes, "True Crime Broadcast," and I thought she said "True Crime Broads," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love that." <laughs> yeah. And then she goes, "No, tr she goes broadcast." <laughs> I guess the phone cut out right yeah. then or something. Yeah. But then we started laughing and we were like, yeah, let's just stick with that. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty great. Cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Broadcast is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. Either one would have worked. Yeah, because I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and we like the TCB, you know, taking care of business. Right. You know. I didn't yeah. even realize that when we did it. My husband's an Elvis fan Elvis, and he yeah. was like, TCB. That's yeah. what Elvis had on the side of his plane. You know, you get that yeah. lightning bolt so. in there, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. That is awesome. That is very awesome. Well, guys, we certainly appreciate you being on the show. Is there anything you want, last thing you want to add about Missy? Anything Beavers? we missed, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just calling those tips. Um, Renee, what's the Crime Stoppers number? It's 972-937-7297. P-A-Y-S pays. Yeah. And we will certainly put a link with your stuff in the show notes for this episode and all your information about your podcast and um, numbers that people can call for tips and information. Yeah, and it's been very, you. very informative. You that. guys really filling in a lot of holes and telling us the stuff that we didn't know even after we tried to search. And I'm so glad we run up on you guys because it's just, it's just oh, been great. Oh, me too. I'm so glad you invite us on, and we'll definitely tell all of our listeners to go check y'all out. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, well, you ladies have a good night. Thank you. Man, again, I want to thank Crystal and Renee for being on the show and wow, giving their insight and. Their knowledge on Missy Beavers. Kudos to those ladies, man. They have kicked some ass. I mean, a hundred episodes, and man, uh, filling in so many holes, and, and such such a wonder. To, I mean, it was just wonderful to talk to. Yeah, I loved it. Hopefully, we can have them back on the show again to uh, maybe talk some more yeah. about this because there's so many unanswered questions in this case, man. Yes, and it was you know even in our episode we did it was just like mystery after mystery after mystery, and then talking to these ladies, they've talked to so many people and they have so much information to give and. And, you know, they're just busting their ass, and all they're trying to do is keep this case uh, relevant and keeping it in everybody's yeah. minds. And, I mean, being such a personal connection, all they want to do is get her solved, and, damn, we, don't, we want to help them. And I will put a link to their podcast 
yes in our show notes damn right yeah and we'll put it on our socials for you guys to go check out because they have they have done some work yes no doubt about it yes and so it needs to be heard go check them out all right man it's been over an hour <sighs> yeah we're gonna get out of here great show we want everyone to be safe please be careful and always be aware of your surroundings because the next episode could be about you this is the crack, crack house, house chronicles, chronicles.